God damn it. Yeah! Welcome to Maven Boys! The first ever Maven exclusive podcast! I knew you were gonna do that! Oh my god! Yeah! Uh, we're gonna get copyright struck, so there we go. Ah, uh, it's fine. It's only instrumental. Uh, the episode's one day late because we don't make enough money off of this to make money, so that's just how it's gonna be sometimes. We we don't have a schedule. Yes, we just record you get, whenever. You get these episodes when we can. Be <laughs> you, grateful. New episodes when we feel like it. <laughs> right. So let's see if we, we took let's a see break. If we can remember to do the intro this time. Yes, welcome to Rasp Boys, our premiere week-by-week three-fat-guy review of retro wrestling. I'm Ali. I'm Mega Fighter. And He's I'm Rock Tan. Rock Tan. I, 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 hey. I win. I win. <laughs> no. <laughs> At least I don't have to introduce everyone this time. And Ali, and, and Ali has a giant Maven Boy crush. No, I Maven. don't. Maven is Maven, a, Maven is, is a fucking the man. <laughs> he is the man. He's the man. He's the man with the home shopping plan. He got the home shopping plan. And also, I realized I didn't do the Maven counter last episode, so I got to play the Maven counter. Oh no, Maven! All right, <laughs> <laughs> that's four for those at home. Four yeah. Maven appearances. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm right. keeping track of them because they're like the fucking like Sasquatch. <laughs> and they're, they're going to be very someday. Hard. Someday they're going to be gone and then you'll appreciate the ones we have. <laughs> so <laughs> we start only with seen uh, blurry photos of Maven. <laughs> so we start with the middle week of February, week seven. For uh, us keeping track, the go home week to No Way Out 2002, uh, anal injection of the NWO, citation needed. Uh, <laughs> the raw February 11th, 2002, coming from the Arkansas State University in Jonesboro, Arkansas. And we are and cordially invited. We are cordially invited. To the renewing of the vows of Stephanie McMahon and Triple H. I think it is said either in the narration of this of this package again, or during the commentary. Oh no! Wait, no. It was during the like the hype package for the for the vow renewal that this was a storybook wedding, even you know though a, it wasn't. You know what's a fun game? Watching this while you're high and then trying to remember what the fuck these notes are. <laughs> <laughs> uh i cannot hear jim ross <laughs> i just want, I After just want the, to go back to the storybook wedding thing oh, because storybook i wedding. really want to reiterate this point triple h and seven man's early like first kayfabe marriage was not a storybook wedding it was he got her he spiked her drink kidnapped her took her to like a like a fucking like a phone booth basically or a toll booth wedding. It was Las like Vegas, little, so they had like a like drive-through drive wedding cha- wedding chapel. And in, in reality, as long as you pay the court to recognize a marriage, you don't need to be married. <laughs> yes, and and this is the part that is that I that I mentioned a lot of times. He did date raper because he said 
he he said to Vince, you may be wondering, not if, but how many times we consummated the marriage. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. And, so, yeah. <laughs> so this was not storybook. And now we get into the commentary, Mike. All the pyro goes <laughs> off. So, and so, we thought there was kind of an issue with our audio. I thought maybe my audio was too quiet. And then I, 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 moused over, I moused over it, and it was all the way fucking up. You can, you can hear Jim Ross or King. <laughs> At all. They are barely audible <laughs> for the first 15 minutes of the fucking show. All I knew was, like, the graphics okay, that popped King. up, and one of the graphics was a bikini match. <laughs> <laughs> so whoever's in the truck you are doing a terrible job of audio mixing genuinely i don't know how kevin jo kevin dunn had a job at some point i think mcmahon would come in and be kevin dunn with this shit you'd think like god damn like it was we couldn't hear anything Undertaker comes out for an opening promo we could i was gonna say uh, and as a change of pace we get an opening undertaker promo yes Mm -hmm. <laughs> he uh and he starts he off actually, with a damn he, now where what now where was this i believe uh, arkansas? arkansas okay uh, Mid midwest I, I represent thought, i don't know i i thought for maybe there was it was in texas or something because weirdly he got he got some cheers coming out i think I it's just undertake, it's general here's undertaker the thing pop. about the 2002 audience this Undertaker heel turn fucking failed. <laughs> Everyone still really liked him, even though I think he looks r absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. He is wearing a red bandana, like a baggy black sport jacket thing, or like a sweater, <laughs> like a sport sweater, and then like shiny leather sack, uh, sh sacks, shiny leather slacks. <laughs> Yes. And he looks like he came out of the thrift store. <laughs> I believe I have there on my notes, Undertaker dressed in his, it's not a phase mom gear. <laughs> he comes out demanding respect from The Rock. And I one thing wanna... I noticed when the camera turns around, Undertaker has like a dancing skeleton tattoo on the back of his neck. <laughs> and I think he got rid of it later, but it looks absolutely stupid. <laughs> you think he got rid of it the same time he got rid of the Sarah tattoo? Gonna get rid of this bag of bones on my neck. This is a terrible way to talk about Sarah, Mark. <laughs> Holy shit. Hold her legs out. She'll fly away um, like a kite. In terms of Taker's look, whenever they show like him, uh, 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 you know, they do the animated, um, you know, and when they like show an upcoming match and they do like the like the animated sort of oh like yeah the that. little video clips of the people when they do the matchup screens right yeah right they they updated takers actually looked better in uh, in that in, uh, on that than he does in his ring and in the gear that he comes out with mind you he also looks naked but yeah his straps are down uh anyway here's he, the thing I, that I bugs me about better, the un though just like with, with like a shirt down and you know showing up his Showing Titties. off his, well, showing off his arms and his tats. He looks cooler that way. Um, thanks for completely knocking me off my point. Uh, I'm I... bugging you about the Undertaker. Um, he has the hairstyle I get, 
when my hair gets slightly too long and I try and fix it because I don't want a haircut yet. So I like trim some of it off and it kind of turns into this weird like backwards pompadour thing and it looks like shit. There's <laughs> a point where I think like they cut to like a video package and like... He's and he's got like the ginger, pummeling. like I was gonna say, he's got like like the ginger hair, and the fuck, it's like kind of slick back, but it's poofy looking. <laughs> it just, oh my god, what were you saying? Oh, just that uh, during I... the prom during the promo, like there's a point where um, where like he's promoing, and they cut to like a video recap, and he's talking over the recap. Oh yeah, he's like really narrating the recap. <laughs> Right. And also Maven's theme played. Yes. That was nice. I, you know, he was he was talking about respect so much that I started making the joke about, you know, Aretha Franklin jokes of R-E-S-P-E-C-T. And then, and, he then he fucking did, and then he fucking did it. And yep. made he started me... by saying he's not Aretha Franklin, and oh, yeah. then he he's does not the Aretha, He's not Aretha Franklin, and then he does R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Yeah, he says he's not going to sing it, and but he... But uh, then he does. It, he sort, he, well, he doesn't exactly he sing it. He, he talks, sings it, yes. It's like, you said you weren't going to do it, though. <laughs> so it's like, I guess that's... Maybe that's his way of showing that, his, uh, that he's a big fucking hypocrite. He did that intentionally just to show it. I don't know. <laughs> so, um... Ric Flair comes out after he... Uh, Undertaker demands spec respect of the Rock, and we could tell that the uh, uh, Ric Flair was coming. What it means to me. We wanted to, or like we learned that, that Ric Flair. Be Kane to make a <laughs> God damn it! We no, learned. That... I hate you. Go ahead. <laughs> we learned that uh, Ric Flair was coming up because the commentary was Ric Flair coming out. Oh my God, Ric Flair! So. <laughs> Also, was was it really fucking like hazy during this because of the pyro? Oh yeah, the, that... the, the smoke was fucking clearing this entire promo. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, Rick, that happened was... on the the like the fucking SmackDown later it was just so much fucking pyro smoke. Oh. It was either yeah the, the 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 it was either Raw or SmackDown where they had the 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 smoke just wasn't clearing. I think so, it might have been SmackDown. It might have been SmackDown, but honestly, it could go either way at this time. They they put in so much money into Pyro for, for these shows that it always results in this haze. Well, I was going to well, say, you know it's... what's the sad part? Even these episodes of the show got higher ratings than anything that the WWE has put out in the last 10 years. God. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's something I said on like the last show, I think. A lot of fans were too easily pleased. In a way, we just didn't. We kind of, we kind of still were, or just up. multiple people were over and actually being pushed at the same time. Yeah, that also helped definitely. Even though they do this weird thing where like someone will just do a match and then go away for a month <laughs> and then come back a month later, and it's like, why aren't you guys wrestling? <laughs> So yeah, Ric Flair comes out and says that he understands respect, and he does. He had respect for the Undertaker, but that respect went away because he gave The Rock a concussion last week when he dropped him on 
his knees. Uh, when he dropped, when he when his knees hit the limousine. When his knees hit that limousine. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I think Ric Flair books Undertaker in a match later that night. And then we cut yeah. to the back where we're still having audio problems because for some reason, Chris Jericho walking down the hallway is the loudest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and then adding to the audio problems we had, new, let's new. get blinded again. Oh, no. Well, I was going to say yeah. there was a New World Order. Uh, oh, tease. there was a New World Order thing. I didn't put down notes on they cut out, because They cut out Joseph Stalin. <laughs> they cut out Stalin? Yeah. So it was very just like, ah, this is just a regular NWO hype package. It and was way better when they had Stalin in it because I could laugh at that. So, yeah, we we have Edge show up with hurt ribs and our eyes bleed. And our eyes bleed. The I mic put down the note still isn't as fixed. If, <laughs> yes, I put in the note, as if not being able to hear wasn't bad enough. Oh, actually, um, I remember the commentary saying this. Oh, it's Edge. His ribs are hurt. Oh, wowie. So. <laughs> I will say that for uh, um, actually, you know, taped ribs is an actual thing. So it's not like the foam. Yeah, but like Jerry Lawler was shitting on him neck. the entire time of like, oh, that just says hit my ribs. Because <laughs> you're wearing those. I think at least they look like taped ribs as opposed to the fucking the um the neck brace that Spike Dudley was wearing. Yes. Yeah, the foam. Yeah, yeah, the foam pad. Yeah, and I mean, I get why they do it. It's it's to like it's it's for mobility. To show someone that has like a kayfabe. It's to it's it's to well, it's, it's like real. show that someone has a kayfabe injury, and so they can use that as psychology for the match. Well, but, I was gonna say it's real purposes. It's usually for people who like have trouble holding their neck up, <laughs> but like don't need a fucking hard brace so they make sure they never move it. Ah, uh, hmm. okay. Yeah, for I, I, meant in, I, I meant in terms of for a, if they're that why they're using it for wrestling anyway oh, yeah. chris jericho comes out to fight edge as the first match of the night and they finally yep. fix the audio 16 minutes our, into the fucking show our, our undisputed champion opening match of the card non-title uh non-title i guess the dude with hurt ribs this was a little i don't know why this 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 seemed like a weird match uh, matchup to me. I don't know why. So yeah, just okay, yeah, it's your fucking top guy versus an up and comer, which would be very fucking hype. But this is just an end, a random episode of Raw. Edge starts beating on Jericho before he could get his belts out of the ring and finish doing his entrance. And they mentioned that Edge just thinks everyone is Will Re William Regal, like some version of fucking. Uh, being, being John, John Malkovich. Malkovich. <laughs> Be, I would watch being William Regal. 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 So my favorite wrestler in this was the long blonde haired Canadian in tights with black boots. <laughs> yes. AKA both of them. So Chris Jericho wins with a breakdown. Um, Break, with, yeah, which I I didn't even know that was a movie. Had match in his arsenal. Is, I was gonna say this match is pretty good. He tries That's to get hit good. Edge with his belt, gets speared. Then he just sort of gets hit with the stroke, and it's or like 
I think, I think he hits him of, with like a bell shot or something and then like throws the bell away real quick and then hits the breakdown stroke, whatever you call it. The skull crushing breakdown stroke. <laughs> the, the stroke crushing breakdown. The, st- the breakdown the stroke. The skull stroke. The skull stroking breakdown. The skull stroking breakdown. <laughs> oh my God. Otherwise, a good match. I think we were just surprised that. That like they didn't. I don't think he used the stroke enough for us to remember that he had it, and it was called the breakdown. Jericho always has this thing where he tries to get a new finisher over every once in a while, and sometimes it works, and sometimes it fucking doesn't. Ah, you know. Okay, I, uh, yes, I guess the breakdown. <laughs> I just checked um, Pro Wrestling Wiki, and uh, the breakdown was a full Nason face butcher, which he used from 1990 to 2001. Wow. Well, it sucks. <laughs> it, it, it says 2001, but here he's using it again. So it, I don't know. It's, it must have been like a one-off time where it just eventually got phased into like a signature move. Maybe. He doesn't that, even I, use it anymore as like a signature. Yeah, he, yeah. yeah, he doesn't. He and Jeff, doesn't Jer- and Jeff Jarrett's been using that shit for years. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know why he stopped. Like, it, it seems like a, easy, a fairly easy move to... Execute. It's easier than a lion salt. <laughs> Let me tell you yeah. that much. He probably he probably phased it out because Jeff Jarrett or the Miz started using it, and just you know he wanted to have something unique. That's probably so. Uh, Vince McMahon is in the back wearing black, and it's not a phase. They ask. They sort of ask why, like, if anything important is going to happen in like Arkansas, and then. Just Vince McMahon talks about how he loves him some hogs. Uh, That's why I put down the note of Vince McMahon hinting at a return of the Godwins. (laughs) 40 to 30 to 50 wild hogs, Michael. Phineas and Henry, they're coming back. It's the go-home show, Michael. No way out. I want to see this company before I kill it one last time. And then they cut to the uh, footage of the people who are going to destroy the WWF, the NWO, who are shown playing rock, paper, scissors. (laughs) I don't know to what end, but I guess they're just playing rock, paper, scissors. Anyway, we show the almost miscarriage that happened last week on SmackDown. Brought to you by M and M's. As you know, it's Mars and miscarriages. Also, I never, I also, never, I never realized how many weeks of power skittles it is. I never. I believe it's uh, five weeks or six weeks of sour skittles. Weeks, but they didn't tell us. They didn't tell us. So, yeah, it's five weeks of sour skittles. But they didn't say it. I never made the connection. I can't believe I didn't. Triple H <laughs> is in the back with like a dress shirt and a bow tie, and I just thought he looks like an NPC in Yakuza. <laughs> I said I put down Triple H dressed like he just got off work from work at a pirate bar. Uh, I'm sick of going R at people. Uh, <laughs> yeah, see, Tri- the thing, what, Triple the H wants to that- beat Kurt Angle's ass, and Stephanie's like, "Oh, don't kick his ass. Don't you don't have to beat him up this week." We're gonna do that wedding shit. We, we're gonna renew our vows. Yay! See, the problem with the idea of being a dress, uh, dressing up for a pirate bar is the only pirate bar I I know of uh, went out of business. I genuinely it's a good idea. Say, 
I genuinely thought you were about to say that there was a gay pirate bar for a second there. <laughs> and I'll be honest, I wasn't about to see any problem with that either. Anyway, enough but, about this shit. Here comes Goldust. Who is Goldust. facing Rikishi? <laughs> Will Rikishi not? get gold paint on his ass cheeks was the question I asked, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> ah yes, I see. I only just put in that there was a Rob Van Dam running in this match. Yes. Oh, it was a good match. Yeah, I, I actually, I was actually disappointed the in King, this match in a way. King keeps Be complaining every time Rikishi's in the ring that he has to look at his ass, and it's like you don't have to look at his ass. You just keep choosing <laughs> I mean, to look at his ass. Everything, I mean, everything honest. you make is a choice, including your choice not to choose, and you choose to look at his ass. I mean, to be fair, Ali, with how the camera is usually set up, <laughs> they usually make you look at his ass. Oh, yeah, I, I remember Remember every time they do, like, a, a replay of Rikishi, it's just like, the first shot is his ass taking and up the whole super, screen. Like, super zoomed in. Tight on his ass. Admittedly, I feel like you said this on the last episode when we talked about Rikishi, but it feels like a relief to see him and how his ass <laughs> is actually fairly small in comparison to Yokozuna's. Don't even remind me. <laughs> <laughs> Rikishi's uh, ass even currently is still smaller than Yokozuna's ass in 1995 he, he was like 60% ass I, uh, I know so uh, RVD runs in with a diving spin kick gets the, D, gets the DQ pretty and much the, and, and thusly disappoints me from actually seeing this match with a finish, which is why I didn't, which is why I was disappointed. My I, I I wanted this match to go on further. I, yeah, I, 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 I agree. It. I agree. Yeah, they, they, they had energy. It worked out. Uh, but no, we it, let, it builds gold dust some momentum if he gets a win on Rikishi. But honestly, but, we uh, need to um, we need to go to our next segment, which is the most appropriate use of Arn Anderson, the enforcer of the Four Horsemen, delivering FedEx to Triple H. <laughs> oh, just before we move on, I wanted to say that this starts a trend that's going to go through out Raw and a little bit into SmackDown of a lot of matches with DQ finishes and run-ins. Oh, we can't, really we can't give it away. It's gone pay-per-view. Yeah, exactly. Short matches because they don't want to like wear them out before the pay-per-view. Quick and DQ finishes. I think it, I just I think the DQ finish is overused. It really. I agree. It, it's. I don't know. This is where you kind of. This is where you kind of need some jobber squashes to just pepper in on occasion. Yeah, that would be that would be helpful. You don't need like every every match on this show to be one, but you know, just throw in one just for just to just to give like. The guy an easy win going in. Uh, Steve Austin. I, okay, yeah. Fed, uh, Arn Anderson. Sorry. He uh, delivers Anderson. FedEx to Triple H, and that's all he does. Yes. <laughs> I believe it it's like, um, uh, from Linda McMahon. There's a package from Linda. Arn Anderson, the delivery driver. What can Arn do for you? <laughs> the postman. <laughs> the four postman. Before postman, there we go. Yeah. Oh wait, no, he's the Pony Express of the Horsemen. There we go. I was gonna say, 
if there was the four postmen as a faction, I want them all to do like a diving elbow <laughs> drop from every corner. Rick well, Blair, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, and Kevin Costner, the four postmen. Uh, 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 Triple H is, is walking down the hall, and then, he, and then he hears Arn Anderson coming down the hall singing, Oh, well, the Wells Fargo Wangan coming down the tears. <laughs> Alright. Stone uh, Cold can... is uh, costing a coachman about The Undertaker. Uh, he says how he'll survive or something, and I immediately point out that 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 is Gloria Gaynor, not Aretha Franklin. Yes, I think he comes out for a promo after this and starts talking about how uh, this place in Arkansas is a dry county. Yeah, so he can't get like the. So he can't hard get stuff. beer. He, he can't get hard stuff, but he still drank beer, vodka, whiskey, beer, cervezas. <laughs> I have a. <laughs> Don't call that severe liver failure. What? His liver's fucked up. What? He's he jaundice. What? He's on dialysis. What? That's for the he kidneys. What? It's just, I he just has the itis. It's just because he's like, he's listing off all these. He like, can't filter his drinks. blood. What? Just <laughs> all these drinks he drank. It's like, Jesus Christ, Austin, your liver. I'm going to disrespect the dead man's ass. To have his all his blood cleaned out. I forgot the, uh, in the In the shot where he's like yelling at Coachman, like there's a painting of Martin Luther King Jr. in the background. I don't know. <laughs> there. Did, I didn't know why. Did he particularly like Arkansas? <laughs> I don't know. I like Arkansas. I... I guess it was just to remind us that it's Black History Month. I think that's the most they've talked about that this yeah, fucking this year. Usually, uh, when... did everything just cut out? For did I just cut out there for a second? No. Um. No, you should be fine. Not that I can. Oh, I, I, can, I, can hear. I, I don't know if you heard the last joke I made. I might have missed it, but we were I probably was, talking I was saying end. like, I was saying that. Uh, Stone Cold has to get his blood cha completely changed and out and replaced. Ah, uh, uh, donations. <laughs> he's he's fucking Keith Richards <laughs> level of bad <laughs> lover damage. So we cut to the back and Stephanie hired wedding singers, and also there's yeah. this guy or like the preacher who's going to do the wedding, just holding a book that just says vows on it. <laughs> That's just how that's how that works, right? Yes, the vows book. <laughs> uh, yes, I immediately spotted. I was like, "What the?" F look, I, look, it's usually a Bible. Okay, it's fine. We're in a fucking Christian, white, weird people nation. It's fine to just have someone reading in a Bible. Arkansas, and no one can supply a Bible. No one can supply a Bible in Arkansas. <laughs> That's a good point, actually. Maybe this is proof that that Vince McMahon is the devil. He's not. A, he can't be allowed I, holy scripture. I like guarantee you. All you would need to do is just go to any local hotel in Arkansas. They probably have a Bible. They have probably have the Bible like on the side of the bed next to the fucking like uh, where the like, alarm clock is. Yeah, it, hell, it, it would almost not matter what hotel you go to. You could just get a Bible. You go to a gas hotel. station in Arkansas and ask them if they have a Bible. And you got any pocket Bibles? Free. And they'll like give you like three of them. <laughs> yeah. 
Anyway, it's time right. to hop on the escort train. Escort train. He's a legitimate businessman. Please go to WWF New York. <laughs> Please go to WWF New York. WWFKurtAngle.com does not redirect. So, so don't go there. Yes, Kurt Angle versus Godfather and just Kurt Angle steamrolls Godfather. He just puts destroys him, him. Puts him the ankle lock, starts tapping out, and then they, I think, like, JR mentions that he's tapping out like a drunk man. <laughs> Yes, Godfather's yeah. tapping out like a drunk man. And we all, like, oh, we all drunk, had this. It was a drunken mule, I think. Oh, okay. But either way, I put down JR making me wish the audio wasn't working still. <laughs> so Kurt Angle grabs a microphone and he's talking about, I'm renewing my vows too. My vows to, to, Triple, H. to Triple H, to beat his ass, <laughs> and to take the World Heavyweight Championship for my own. In fucked up necks, amen. <laughs> in torn quads, amen. In in fucked up necks and torn quads, yes, forever and ever, amen. <laughs> Until TNA do us part. Until TNA do us part. <laughs> nice. Alright, uh, did we go straight to Undertaker versus Steve Austin, or was there uh, more in the No, video? there was more, there was more shit. Also, uh, you're missing a complete segment where Triple H shows up to give Stephanie his gift, which was at the ring. He also <laughs> sat the FedEx down on the couch, Schrodinger's FedEx, thanks Arn Anderson. I think Arn Anderson comes back che several times. Chekhov's FedEx. Chekhov's FedEx, and... Here's the and I think Arn Anderson keeps checking in in some of these things. We're like, you open the FedEx yet? <laughs> Do it, pussy. And an unfortunate thing for Ali is he occasionally confuses Schrodinger's cat and Chekhov's gun. So, Schrodinger's FedEx would be like whether or not there is a tape in it. Is or not. there a pic? What's in this? I don't know. <laughs> You're not sure until you open the FedEx. Anyway, Mega Fighter tammed out at some point, and when Stephanie was looking at the ring, she was like, "It's so big." And then Mega Fighter tabbed back, and I was like, "Wait, what?" Yes, I, I heard. Oh, it's so big! Wow, it's beautiful. I was like, "Oh my god, what am I missing here?" Because I tab out to do my notes, unlike Ali, who set up like allows him to write and watch at the same I, I time. I do a thing where like I minimize two windows and sit up next to each other. One has the video, and the other has my notes. I just I, I just tab in. I, I only have one monitor, so I have to make the most of it. <laughs> and honestly, tabbing in and out allowed me to make that joke about. Uh, fuck it, just it's so big. So we thought this was going to be the main event. Because Ric Flair said that he's going to be facing, uh, Undertaker's going to be facing Stone Cold tonight, but it just, it's happening right fucking now. <laughs> just right fucking now for some reason. Undertaker swapped out his weird long sleeve shirt for a poncho. <laughs> and then the weirdest thing I've ever seen happened, which only doesn't make sense if you're a complete idiot and you think everyone stops existing once they pass the curtains. Are you here? Oh my god, are you talking about the Jericho running? Yeah, Stone Cold comes out through, like, the gorilla position, like, the little curtains that lead to the gorilla position. 
And then Chris Jericho comes out like three seconds afterward from the opposite curtains that would end up in the same room. So what like, happened is Stone Cold walks past Jericho, just goes, hey, Chris, and then walks down the ramp and Chris runs after him to punch him in the fucking face. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, why'd that happen to me? <laughs> Dead silence. Anyway. Uh, sorry. Uh, I'm uh, Rockdance having some technical difficulties, so I wanted to see if I could help him out. Well, that's your fault. Anyway. It's, it's shit's lagging. I'm trying to help him. I'm being a good friend. I'm being a good friend. What are friends? <laughs> I want to note, though, that Undertaker.com does redirect to WB.com. It doesn't redirect straight to The Undertaker. It just redirects to WB.com. Uh, Undertaker beats up Stone Cold around the ring, nails him with the most devastating motive in all the wrestling, the back rake. Jericho, uh, yeah. Jericho runs in again. <laughs> And oh DQs them. <laughs> he ran in twice. <laughs> he did two run-ins. Also, there was a really weird like clothesline bump that Austin took, and Undertaker hit it like Undertaker getting thrown into the stairs and hitting knees first. Oh yeah, he ran knees first into the stairs instead of doing that thing where like you just kind of push them with your hands so it looks like you hit it. Yeah. Well, I mean. Sometimes they'll, they'll I, I've seen spots where they hit their knees into the steps, like for if they're like or if they're like attacking the knee, but I don't think that's what. No, no, they were, they were going for like just throwing him generally into the steps, and his knees hit first, and it was really awkward. <laughs> so, uh, Jericho beats him down, goes and grabs the Steve Weiser cooler to start hitting him with the Steve Weisers. <laughs> Yeah, he's like pouring, he's pouring Steve Weiser all over him. He's just fucking hitting him with the cooler. Austin is soaked in beer. And the question now we have to ask is, does Austin brew his own Steve Weisers? Or does he like paint over the Budweiser's with Steve? Does he like, yeah, does he relabel the Budweiser's? JR asked if Jericho took a shower, which is weird. Is there, a Steve a Steve Weiser factory? <laughs> Can we find a company address or warehouse address? What is in a Steve Weiser? What is a Steve Weiser? Uh, yeah, he, he objects to the fact that Jericho didn't take a shower after beating up Steve Austin. Does that is that a thing you need to do? And now the most important segment that we are completely unable to talk about is the fact there's a re there's a recap of Heat. <laughs> yes, I, it was a recap of a match with like Spike Dudley in it or Booker T or someone. I, it, I think it was either Spike Dudley or Test. Yeah, because, because it's, it's Booker T versus a... Taz, and that Cypress Hill theme that Taz got is fucking gone. <laughs> it's just not there anymore. It's gone. It's gone. They got rid of it immediately. <laughs> it's like it's like either Taz hated it or someone or someone else hated it. Is like this this. This sucks. This fucking sucks. Fuck Cypress Hill. This sucks. This ain't, this ain't Kid Rock. This isn't Kid Rock's cocky. This only song from Kid Rock we know. <laughs> Kid Rock is the only hip-hop uh, artist I actually like. Kid Rock. Because he's, he's a white guy. Kid Rock and Fred Durst, I love you. <laughs> ah. Oh, wow. <laughs> The ring is still fucking soaked in beer. 
Spring is still soaked in beer. I made a joke about, I hope no one like gets draws to this fucking match. And uh, I, meanwhile, had the question, had several questions about Test. Mainly, why is Test here? Yeah, they're a tag team now. Does he think if he hangs out with Booker D that Rebecca Romaine Stamos will just show up again? <laughs> Maybe I can get in a rollerball. It's out already. Maybe I can yeah, get in a rollerball. <laughs> this is a, this is something that will that just kind of starts suddenly with no build up. I've never seen in the SmackDown and it's like what? I've never seen such pin like ping pong booking of what the fuck are we doing with Booker T every week? Because <laughs> he's always doing something different, and it stops. <laughs> like, you know how we came out and, like, called people out to fight them? He doesn't do that now. You know how he, no, like, he you know when he worked for Vince? No, he doesn't do that either. <laughs> are we gonna, is, 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 is it? Remember when he, like remember when he got in the feud of Rikishi? And he threw up because he got stuck in Rikishi's big nasty booty? No, no, he don't do that anymore. <laughs> They're gonna be like they're gonna have the title match and every like, week. Booker T's doing something else. What the fuck? Is it gonna be like Booker T and Tess are gonna have the title match and, and no way out? They're gonna lose, and then Booker T's gonna just gonna do something else next week. I'm just gonna go do something else. I had the question because uh, Tess was like, you know how Booker T like looks at his hand before he does the spinner Rooney. Contemplate like, existence. Like, his head. like Tess was doing that at ringside. Oh yeah, he was doing it too. <laughs> And so I put down the question, is Tess controlling Booker T like a puppet? <laughs> Dance for me, Booker. And Dance. Booker. Dance, what? Booker. Spin a Rooney Nooney. <laughs> I just hope that, yeah. There was a bookend. There was like a bookend for... into a Taz Bishop spot, which I liked. <laughs> I keep forgetting. I keep, uh, keep forgetting that, yeah, that, that Booker T has been doing something different every week. And you have to wonder, like, how frustrated he must have been. I like, imagine he's really frustrated because I would just be like, I want like a, a like a three month feud. Pick something and stick with it. God damn it! Yeah, give me something consistent to work here. Jesus Christ! Give me something to work with. You know. <laughs> Why is the one thing I am able to do day in and day out the spin Rooney and nothing else? What are you doing? <laughs> so there is this weird thing where like, so. Taz was about to win. He was he was defeating he was defeating Booker T. He got him in the Taz mission. He got him in the Taz mission and started to choke him out. And Test started like getting really Test started getting really ornery on the apron. <laughs> I don't think he even got up on at, the apron. I he, think he, he was getting really ornery at the way at the on the ring side. Yeah. And he's not running in though. He's not getting up. Test is frustrated. He's not approaching the ring in any way whatsoever. And then Spike Dudley runs in and DQs. Spike Dudley climbs up, yeah. Spike Dudley just climbs up and gets DQ'd. I don't think they got DQ'd. I think I think what happened was no, it was a distraction play, if I recall. Like, um, Spike Dudley starts yelling at the ref, and then and then Tess gets up and big boots Booker T. Or he big boots Taz. Yeah, he, he no, he yeah, he big boots Taz. And then they roll out, and then he big boots Spike. Yeah. Oh, uh, um, something, though. I something I forgot to mention about RVD attacking. Um, uh, we 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 did that spot right where uh, RVD attacked during the Goldust yeah. match. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
that's another thing where I say that's not something usually the face does is attack in the middle of a match. Oh, yeah, no, that's weird. Because they're all about baby face honor and stuff. So I guess maybe it's a it's like... Well, I can in, understand it, like a, 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 attacking the guy after the match. That makes sense. That's but during, fine. no. That, yeah. It during, just felt no, weirdly not a good guy thing for Spike to do. Even if it was like a preemptive, I'm going to stop this run-in from happening. It just sort of felt really random. <laughs> it just felt like he decided he'd start yelling at the ref. I'm not going to say this is to... like the rules of wrestling writing, but usually the... It's usually, a good idea. No. The, the faces are usually reactive instead of proactive. <laughs> yeah, uh, my guess is either... They the assume they assume that every and, and and they assume and try to like do something and he fucked it up. They assume everyone else is going to follow the I rules. I don't know what happened there. Yeah. Honestly, they assume everyone else is going to follow follow the rules and they're not going to cut it off at the pass because that's that's a heel thing. I I I was saying that like I just I think either that test kind of fucked up there and he was supposed to come in. Or I, otherwise, I don't know what happened there. Yeah, it's very weird. So we're back at WWF New York, and the Dudleys are there, standing on a table. <laughs> I have my I have my quote from Bubba Ray Dudley. Man, Devon, look at all these people standing in lava. <laughs> the floor's lava, Bubba. <laughs> oh shit. Oh, okay, Rockdown will be right back. We'll be fine. I think he was trying to hype up the match with Stacy Cabler later tonight. Yeah, because Stacy is still the Duchess of Dudleyville. But all I could think of was all the people that are standing in lava. <laughs> yes. Sorry. And also, who stands on a table? That's fucking, like, unclean. <laughs> Someone has to wipe that off as soon as they get off because their fucking shoes are scuffing up no the one's thing. Gonna, no one's gonna go up there to clean it because there's lava on the floor. The floor is lava alley. <laughs> and, uh... I don't know if I should say this when Rocktan's back or not, but... King mentions that the bikini match is giving him a Magic Johnson. Oh my god, yes. This is where I put down my... Uh, we are now at the bikini match. Tori Wilson versus Stacey Keebler. Brought on by the pose down like thing. That happened for some reason with no they build. They actually recap and explain this. They, re is they recap it post-fact. Post-fact. Where it's like Jerry Lawler raised like... Was it Stacey's hand? I think it was, it was. I think it was Tori's hand. Yeah, she he raised Tori's hand, and, and Stacy got, got upset and like attacked. But it's like, man, it's a shame that Jerry Lawler doesn't have two hands, right? Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> you can't both get your arm raised somehow. You can't just go like Jerry. What about me? And it's like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, come on. So this match has a couple of interesting sponsors outside of the typical ones like Stack or Two and candy of various kinds a hungry man <laughs> and a movie called the new guy <laughs> uh oh oh good Roxanne, you're just in you're back just in time for us to talk about the new guy now this is becoming a strange running gag that i wasn't prepared for you know how the maven counters a running gag this is a running gag but it wasn't supposed to be a running gag <laughs> This is what I thought was just going to be in general 2000s alert, but it seems to be coming a thing on its it own. It is a theme of all these movies they advertise are shit. <laughs> they oh, all yeah, suck. The new guy. The new guy is a teen comedy film directed by Ed 
Dector, starring DJ Qualls and Eliza Dushku. Eliza Dushku, yes. Um, it's about a kid who just gets expelled from his school so he can go to a different school and pretend he's cool. And then they get in a football game, and uh, it's shit. And apparently... <laughs> yeah, which I immediately said when Ellie read out the plot. I was like, that is a shitty-ass plot for a movie. It has gotten a 7 on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> what the fuck? Holy shit, there's so many cameos in this movie. Yeah, there's so many cameos. They got fucking James Brown, Vanilla Ice, Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk. David, David Hasselhoff. Hasselhoff. Master P! Uh, <laughs> uh, Henry Rollins. See murder See <laughs> murder Kyle Gass, Gene Simmons. Wait, Kyle Gass, but not Jack Black? It's... Tommy how Lee. Only... Wait, how do you only get Kyle Gass? Why are uh, they in they... this? <laughs> did, did Kyle, uh, I guess the question is, did Kyle Gass and Jack Black know each other at the time? They were in Tenacious D together. Uh, they were friends, but I think the Tenacious D album was in 2003. Uh, yeah. Tra oh, wait, yeah. Album Train Like Ride Train Like Ride Train Wreck Live no, no, in two thousand four. Tenacious but I think they were... the the debut to Tenacious D album was two thousand one. So they just yeah. they just got together. Yeah, I think they were in like they were in Biodome together. And like they had a cameo in that. As like or they were just two random guys in that movie. So, so they King were says he's getting a Magic Johnson and then looks at his penis and then I don't know, like JR just mentions like you wish you had something to eat king and father mentions his heart doesn't he doesn't think his heart can take anymore <laughs> yeah he says stuff like i don't think my heart can take anymore or be still my beating heart and we're just like ah uh... foreshadowing <laughs> 10 years before his actual heart attack and he's making these jokes so i bikini think match between... like a go ahead Bikini match between Stacey Keebler and Tori. I don't care. <laughs> I do not. This there was spots. It was really but I short. I don't care. I don't even know who won. I, I have to say, I'm glad this was short, but because this is the kind of uh, uh, this is the kind of shit that if your mother walked in and uh, while you were watching, oh, you, uh, oh, you, Johnny, no, <laughs> oh, Johnny, and my name's Johnny. I have to. Something I happen to notice while watching this is, dear God, Stacy had too much time in the tangy booth. He was so brown. Well, everyone became orange for the pose-off, if you remember. Yes. That's true. Uh, at some point, Jay Lawler makes like a Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon reference that I, that I put into the... The Jay Lawler first count reaches a staggering 19 this week. This week. Holy fuck. That is the highest I think we have gone with the first count. Well, uh, I mean, bikini match, not altogether surprising. So after yeah. a short segment where Triple H just comforts Stephanie about the wedding that's coming up, did you guys know uh, that Kurt Hennig works here? <laughs> hold on. I want to mention that after the bikini match ends, Jerry Lawler keeps demanding they replay, like they replay Fight the again! match. Fight again! And in my head, I kept thinking, like, what if they did, like, they acquiesced, but then they just showed the Takamichinoku Royal Rumble bump? <laughs> <laughs> With the fucking running gag of Jerry Lawler calling for replays and always getting that. Like, it's fucking Paul Rudd in the... It's fucking the Paul Rudd in the Mac and Me clip, man. <laughs> yes. 
God, yes. if we booked WWE. So if, Kurt Henning is is here finally again. I, we haven't. Yeah, seen he works here. He's seen. We haven't seen him though since the Royal Rumble, and he's well. Uh, actually, we Austin saw him wrestle Val Venus once. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, when Austin kicked his ass. But we haven't seen him since. We haven't seen him for at least a few weeks. Now he's suddenly here. He's playing. He's playing chess with the fat guy. He's supposedly playing against the like an amateur chess champion. He can't, and then, like you said, like the nineteen ninety nine like, nineteen ninety nine like junior chess champion of something amateur championships i i tried desperately to look this up and confirm it and every like amateur or 1999 champion i found in chess usually was like some eastern european dude <laughs> so this dude was not this was so, just some fucking asshole when it's his and turn so during, when it, during this thing uh, i just want to go over the segment uh because uh this brings up something that personally bugs me uh because I've I've loved uh, I've mentioned this before, but I loved Mr. Perfect as a kid. Or I mean, I mean, I love to hate him. But... Isn't he from uh, Isn't he from Minnesota? Yeah, yeah, yeah but, he is. I mean, I didn't know it back then, of course. But are you saying you didn't watch AWA as a kid? I might have, possibly. I don't remember. Uh, it still would have been around, like sometime in the in the early '90s, so you might have caught it. On like local but, television, but regardless, is so during this uh, th- this chess game, he he does a little this little distraction to get make the guy uh, not look at uh, like he knocks something over, I think, or something. Something falls. Cheats basically, and, and so he can make the guy looks away, and then he changes the piece, and so he can uh, get the next. Uh, instant checkmate. Yeah, and the he, first and thing like, I and thought, ha, 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 I'm perfect, and you're I a loser. Go, I'm. That's a complete betrayal of what the character of Mister Perfect is. That's what I he thought. Like I, 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 I thought it was like that's a weird move for Mister Perfect. He's, He's perfect. The perfect athlete. He is the best. He is capable of being perfect at every sport. He is so the Mary like, Sue of sports. Yes. He is good at all sports. <laughs> Allie, I'm disappointed in you. He's you should have said he's the ultimate sports star. Shut I up. Mean, yeah, I mean you could say uh, it's like it's like it's like somebody decided, "Oh, it's oh, he's a heel so he he cheats." It's like that's not Mr. Perfect. He's though. perfect and you he's smug about him it. Because he's perfect. That's the whole thing. Because he's so good. He's like, God exactly. damn it. You want it's him to be like, bad at it. Look at this. Good. Look at this asshole who just walks onto the field with his stupid ass towel and then just fucking throws a basketball behind his back and it goes right through the fucking hoop, even though you've been training for months to do that shit and you still have a 35%. From the three-point fucking line. <laughs> and this asshole just walks up and does it, and then he laughs He's at you. so naturally good at everything. And that you just want him to go serious. fuck himself. <laughs> so having him cheat just kind of cheapens that character. I know it's been a few years. I know age gets you down. But it shouldn't... But don't make his gimmick now that he cheats to be perfect. That's terrible. So yeah, Christian versus Rob Van Dam happens next, and I think there's another attack during an entrance. Ah, uh, I don't remember that. Maybe 
Did Goldust attack, or did he attack after the? Um, no, I no, think no, just no, I think no, that just like promo. I think Christian just got attacked by RVT. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Christian does the RVD taunt for heat, which is, I guess, the go-to for getting heat on Rob Van Dam. <laughs> just like, oh, I can do yeah. the, I can do the RVD thing. Look at me. Yeah, this match is pretty uh, good. <laughs> I, I was too busy trying to look up if this guy was actually an amateur chess champion, which sadly means I missed out on a, on a good match. Except I did get to see the finish of like. Christian starts throwing like no, a no. Fucking I'll, I'll get to there. First of all, I want to mention the fact that King mentioned someone wearing a Travis Trent T-shirt sitting behind Travis him. Trent, yeah, <laughs> who the fuck is Travis Trent? <laughs> Trent. He was a country singer. Trent. Trent. T R I T T. Well, fuck Travis Trent. <laughs> and Travis Trent. <laughs> Yeah, he, yeah, yeah fuck actually, him too. I think I remember Travis uh, hearing of Travis Trent. I don't know any songs, he, any of his songs. But uh, Jim Ross calls Vince Satan. Yeah, see, that's I, why they don't see. That's why they don't have the Bible in in for the for the renewal. Just get the book that says vows. <laughs> we can't have a Bible in here. Christian gets I'll pissed. Burn. Christian gets pissed and starts throwing a tantrum in the corner, and eventually he falls onto his back and starts flopping on his back over and over again, and then just RVD from off-screen just fucking five-star frog splashes him. <laughs> it was fucking brilliant. I loved it. Uh, that was really funny. <laughs> he just, like, he just, he's just having a... Not a fair! Not fair! Not... Uh. <laughs> he's literally having a, a childlike temper tantrum just Pounding he's all his limbs pounding. on the mat and all. He, he he starts slamming the ring with his hand and then he's like and then he's like sort of doing this weird I don't know how to describe it, like he's like bouncing on his back uh, with an upward basically. motion. Yeah, basically. He is bouncing on his back, kicking and flailing his arms and crying like a baby, and then he gets hit with a five star frog splash. Yeah, and he fucking loses. <laughs> and he loses, and I loved it. Goldust talks more shit on the Titantron, and one thing I liked is RVD kept, like, jerking behind him to see if someone's gonna come up to beat his ass. I just thought that was like, oh, because he got attacked nice last... He got attacked a couple yeah. weeks ago, yeah. I didn't... I, I didn't catch that. That's actually a nice little touch. Is like, I was he, very he's actually, by this Goldust he's actually, promo, honestly. He, he's actually... Look, I wish they did that more often to make it so, like, yeah, it, yeah, you did that the first time. I'm not falling for that shit again. Yeah, I don't know. I like a little bit of like, oh, I learned. Fr I learned from dealing with you. <laughs> a little continuity here and there. Yes, very nice. Instead Triple of I. making the instead of making the face always look stupid when he gets when he gets I, jumped. I just, I'm just, just oh, I remember the fucking art. I remember the replay of RVD landing the frog splash on Christian, and it yeah. cuts to RVD's face, and he's just going. <gasps> <laughs> Like I, I watching this promo just reminded me. Oh yeah, like fucking Dustin Rhodes is really charismatic and fucking just goes all out. Yeah, yeah like they gave him whatever the. the I was gonna say I gave they gave him whatever the fuck this is and he made it work. So congratulations. It work. I think it's so much better than what they had before, where he was like weirdly perverted. It, it, it's like that he was like weirdly perverted. He was overly gay. Now he's just kind of like androgynous. 
uh, and eccentric, which is yeah, le- which is a lot better. Uh, I was gonna I was gonna say like eccentric kind of plays with seduction a little bit in some aspects, but not like he's not trying to fuck you. That's just his personality. <laughs> You know, he's trying yeah. to fuck with you. I like the idea of his character. He's being, trying to get in your head, which I like. I like more the idea of his character being like, basically, like a failed actor that that once that once now is <laughs> like that, a like a failed esoteric method actor. Exactly, kind of like Johnny wants, Depp back in his weird days. <laughs> that kind of oh, shit. Oh yeah, <laughs> and. And and maybe the reason he got rejected is because uh, because he's ugly, which is why he. Uh, Where's the wig? Ugly looking, which is why he he ha- he puts on the the fake hair. Yeah, and all the face paint. And uh, speaking of actors, we finally get to um, Hunter's like talking to Linda, who can't be there. So they pre-recorded her terrible acting for oh, us. Oh, so here's the thing. They have, like, it sounds like it's on a phone because the fucking static is horrible. And if you know anything about being in inside an arena, usually that happens. Uh, I think, uh, oh, I want to just quick say, I don't mean to say that I don't think Dustin himself is ugly, but when he does that, like... Oh, yeah, the character thinks so, or, like, yeah, or, the character of Goldust. And and the, and and especially he does kind of look ugly when he does that like grimace, and he curls his lip. Oh yeah, he do, he's right. got a lot of he's got a lot of uh, face work, which is yeah. probably a pain in the ass to do even with makeup on, or oh, with yeah. makeup on for sure. But yeah, we got Linda calling Hunter and being like, "Oh, Hunter, did you watch the tape? Oh, Hunter, did and you watch the tape? Did you watch the Thank tape you, in the VHS?" And then Triple H is like, no, I haven't watched Triple H VHS yet. <laughs> that means lying to you. He's not a doctor. He's not he a doctor. Act- he is, he an, is actor. an actor. <sighs> Which oh, yeah. question, how do you know he's not a doctor who takes acting jobs on the side? Linda? Anyway, Triple H opens up the en- envelope and it's a VHS tape, <laughs> which is a very 2002 technology. <laughs> well, to be... Uh, Conveniently, uh, he had a uh, video player Right next to it, <laughs> and he knows yeah, how to watch it. Uh, immediately, we have to point out that DVDs were, were uh, uh, came out in like nineteen ninety five. So you wonder why they weren't using them. Anyway, uh... Triple H puts on his stinky face, and it slowly zooms in while this like commercial that this guy aired is playing in the background. Smashing Caribbean vacation. Go how to the Caribbean that? vacation at St. Ives. You know, I kind of almost wanted them to, to, like, pan the camera on so we'd actually see this instead of just hearing the audio. I mean, yeah, but I'm also appreciative of of the continuing trend in 2002 of wrestlers knowing how to watch TV. (laughs) Yes, that's true. But yeah, she wasn't Pregante at all. She was not Pregante. (laughs) But Vince is supporting her regardless of their feuds the year prior that we don't know about. And this is something I've talked Already about with you guys. Is, uh, as just, we, as we watch this, Linda McMahon is a terrible talker. Oh my gosh. She, first of all, she is. Second of all, that Christian match was the main event. <laughs> yes. That was our main event match. Yeah. The rest it, of the show. I think there was now. four matches total. 
I think. It's, uh, Linda is like the case of being Dixie, is essentially Seven, like the actually. Dixie Carter of the, of the whole promotion. Oh, yeah, most of them ended in like DQ or some shit. Yeah, there were seven matches. It was Undertaker, uh, Edge versus Jericho, Goldust Rikishi, Angle, Godfather, Undertaker, Austin, Booker T. Taz, the bikini match, and uh, Rob Van Dam versus Christian. So you're not hurting for wrestling content, I guess. Yes, Vince is happy with how his daughter looks in her wedding dress, which is like, it's a wedding dress, but it has like the V cut in the front to show her cleavage. It's huge V cut. I don't even know if you could call this cleavage. You're just like, there's like an open fucking like. You're looking good, window. Stephanie. Look at those titties. Ah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Uh, Dad, do you have to do that in front of the pastor? Look at him. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> ah, Herbert Vince. So they sort of like set up the. Uh, why do I have a thing that just says "fuck you, Howard Finkel"? <laughs> I, I um, we, because because like somebody came out, and I we thought it was Howard Finkel. It might not have been. And then like about like. Vince, you need to do something, and he's like, get out of here! Oh, yeah. And I thought he looked like Howard Finkel. I might have been wrong. I think that was Finkel. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Finkel. Uh, but yeah, yeah they, the, uh... That, that whole thing with the with a V cut under dress, that is not a normal wedding dress. I don't... Not I, at all. It's, I know this is vow renewal, but Jesus Christ, you couldn't... Look at those for something like, Yeah, it's just... Tits, tits McGee right now, really. Just let let us all know. Triple H comes out, seems pretty happy with himself. The ring's been converted to like a little like a little steeple chapel thing. Yeah, with a little, like the little like, awning you stand under, and the ropes have been taken off, and there's like these silk like covered staircases. Vines. And like the, ro- so- the ropes were replaced with like ivy vines on like three of the corners, and yes. with like one one side of the ring open. And I had a thought in this. Would be the, the actual kind of setup they'll do for other wedding angles? Hmm. Um, I'm going to say this, and I'm not, I don't like saying my opinion too much on my show where I talk about my opinion. <laughs> oh, my God. Go ahead. But I had this moment when they were talking to each other over the microphone and the wedding singers were coming out and this kind of like Vaseline filter starts going over the camera. I just sat there and I thought, I hate this. <laughs> I, I, I had the thought of the male, we- they had two wedding singers, one male, one female. Yes. I don't know where the hell they got these two. All I could think was the male singer looks like Ethan Klein. Um, I was going to say this felt like a Tim and Eric skit. It felt like a Tim and Eric skit. And also, this goes on for fucking ever. Oh, yeah. They do a whole song, and then they talk about how much they love each other and, like, renewing their vows. We were, like, time-checking every, like, five minutes of how long the fucking thing was going to go. Vince's mic doesn't work. (laughs) Yeah, this this song was terrible is very generic and they didn't even sing love that good. They were love all... in love love they were love they were okay lovers at... love like loving lovers do or whatever i was trying to do the um they were they were they were they were okay at best but they're yeah they weren't very good it was not and it, was... and it and it, and it, it yeah it it was overly long and it, and it and it was like literally 
it seemed like they did this just to c- keep cutting to reaction shots, shots of Triple H and Stephanie. And <laughs> Triple Stephanie H looking like, very ship like Stephanie's doe-eyed and Triple H just kind of looking bored. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even keep really. Up being... It's just just extra padding for. We got to make no it to two reason. hours. Come on, guys. No real reason. We had the I had the idle thought of like, why isn't the priest in this segment, brother love? Uh, that was that. I immediately, yeah, I, uh, yeah. I, 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 I thought, I, I thought it would have been great if the priest, uh, if, if if we get, I love you. Let's let's be honest. Every every like wedding or churchy like segment WWE puts on should always have brother love. I mean, he to works. I mean, he works there. To, I mean, I can there. see. I think he doesn't work there anymore. To be no, fair, no, he, he to started that, working I there did, again. Oh shit! Okay. Bruce Pritchard's actually now, uh, it's actually been revealed that he's actually the most powerful person not Nick McMahon in the company right now. Huh. He is like, he is prime, he's basically the primary creative force other than Vince. So, but anyway. It's like I got yeah. someone else to take to, out after to be Vince. Fair, to be fair to, the, uh, I mean, yes, Bruce, uh, Brother Love would have been more entertaining, but I can actually see why they did it is to try and make maybe the idea was to make it seem like a more legitimate wedding is to have like someone that looks like a priest even though he's with his book of vows with an actor (laughs) with the book of vows yes (laughs) but i I, that's my thought is like they wanted to make this seem more legitimate is to have like someone that looked like an actual priest than you know brother love coming out so here's a weird thing only i noticed because i'm a weirdo but, like, as Triple H is listing off why he loves her, he starts, like, hunching his back up and, like, pushing his shoulders out because he has to switch from just standing there to Angie Boy Triple H, but he hasn't said no good lying bitch just yet. <laughs> so it just looks like he has to poop. And then he's like, you're a no good lying bitch. <laughs> and we finally get to, like, the point of this segment where he just finally just snaps at everyone. He, he snaps and yells that, like, you're a fucking liar. I hate you. Why are you doing this? You're, you make man's are fucking weirdos. Why? Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> and then he, and, you know, he fucking, like, throws over the set. The throws priest, the set. He starts flipping out. Right the fuck out of there immediately, by the way. Yes. I want to know that. That priest fucking bailed, and I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> nope, <laughs> not in my I pay grade. Nope. <laughs> here. So he he sh- he pie faces Stephanie, and then he goes for a pedigree on McMahon, and he fucks and McMahon fucks the pedigree up. <laughs> Either McMahon fucked the pedigree up, or the way I saw it was, I thought like Vince was trying to like struggle his way out of the pedigree. That's not like here's the thing. <laughs> McMahon tries to jump. Like McMahon tries to do the drop part before Triple H moves, and then he, he has to stand up and do it again. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, sometimes I like to be generous and think that he was that, that was like a planned thing, but who knows? Yeah, we ended on Triple H walking up the ring, doing that kind of like angry breathing thing he does with his lips, where it's like... <sighs> <sighs> and we go to um, SmackDown, which is okay. Valentine's Day. Valentine's in Little Day, Rock, then, Arkansas. Also, we didn't do the vow renewal on on Valentine's Day. Yeah, well, Raw's their main show. <laughs> I know. 
Uh, we had ominous FedEx zoom. Oh, yeah. Like, during the recap, which has, like, in more angelic choirs over it, when Arn Anderson hands him the FedEx, it just zooms into the FedEx with, like, a filter over it. It's like, oh, FedEx. Uh, FedEx. Most ominous. ominous FedEx you could possibly imagine. They cut out that pedigree punch. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so yeah, maybe that was the bodge. The man because comes out with Stephanie. And Vince cuts a promo in the fogs of Iwo Jima. Oh my god. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is definitely where, like, the pyro was just holy shit over, like... And sometimes it was really bright, unless I was, like, in a later match. But, like... The it was right when was, the lights hit. Yeah, it was right when the lights yeah. hit. Yeah, this is gonna be a thing that happens. Yeah, it was SmackDown where it's like you want. Uh, it's like, yeah, they use so much pro promo and then like whatever building they were. If in. If they're badly, if it's not ventilated well, the audience just chokes for half an hour. Ugh. <laughs> like we could see the smoke clearing while Vince and Stephanie were cutting promos. It, it, anyway, like, um, it, Stephanie like hates Triple H now. She tore up his pictures of him with the belt. He she tore up pictures of him and her. Tore up all the pictures. And she was going to give Triple H a special wedding parting gift next week at uh, No Way Out. She destroyed all his Japanese wrestling tapes. He just, she, yeah, she burned all his Puro, all his Johnny <laughs> Ace matches, <laughs> everything. No, oh, my Sawa matches. Oh man, Tiger Mask, what the hell? <laughs> God damn it. Uh, yeah, we get teased. Michael going Cole to... talks shit about Stephanie while she's in the ring pretty much the whole time. <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> I, I wanted to say that, like, I don't know what it was. It's like, for some reason, like, uh, this whole promo, um, man either wasn't like it's like he forgot to act or it's like he it's like he stood back and go it's almost like he had look at this look in his face like good god Steph, even you're going too far fucking michael cole just constantly going like that harlot that that traitorous woman <laughs> it's just like that she bitch oh, oh she could have your job you might want to watch yourself here dude yes like, holy shit you yeah it's like literally all she has to do is like Hey, like, hey, hey, daddy, he's saying bad things about me. <laughs> or, 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 I mean, I mean, essentially, just being a butt man, also, you would, you would have to look over at her and go, just mouth the words, you're fired. And, and, and you suddenly hear Cole, well, shit, I've lost my job, guys. Like, I feel like just the look would just be enough, like, I, I, I my boss, my wonderful, amazing boss. <laughs> She's so great. Every time she looks at him, every time she looks at him, it's like my great, amazing boss, and then turns away. You fucking harlot! You goddamn. <laughs> oh man, that would have added a great layer on. <laughs> a baby face, a baby face, talking shit about their boss, but only when the boss isn't looking. <laughs> <laughs> Be great. I'd I think they would have that. to do a shot where Cole's in frame. Yeah, and then she goes back and checks the tape, uh, like the audio tape, just to, uh, just, and is like, I heard all the things you've been saying about me, Cole. And the Cole's like, "Fuck!" Oh <laughs> shit! Booker T's working out. Tess talks about his big match coming up with Spike Dudley. 
<laughs> and they laugh <laughs> they about really, it. <laughs> they have a good laugh at it. Here's the thing. They're the number one contenders for the World Tag Team Championships. And when the fuck did that happen? <laughs> heat? Was heat? it Heat? Was it Heat? How many things happen on Heat? How many things do we just miss on Heat? Because WWE won't put more episodes of Heat on. This whole show, I wanted to review a year of Heat, but I can't, and it pisses me off. It's so upsetting. It, it, yeah, it does it, yeah, it does make me wonder, maybe the Booker T uh, to ask relationship started on Heat, and now we're finally seeing it start on, and then we start, and then we just happen to see it. I mean, technically it started when, because Booker T really wanted to be in Rollerball, and Tess really and wanted just, to. Oh yeah, Rebecca he wanted to be Stamos. in Roller Rollerball, and he wanted to fuck Rebecca Romaine Stamos. So they're the team of let's fuck Rebecca Romaine Stamos. <laughs> <laughs> That's their tag team name. And beat, and beat up LL Cool J while we're at it. Yeah. Oh, uh, god. But yeah, we got to we got to Spike Dudley versus Booker T. Uh, you're missing on something actually. Ah shit. First of all, it is Valentine's Day. And Godfather is having a special two for one escorts, and they don't have to talk; they could just be quiet while they suck your dick. <laughs> no phone number. <laughs> no phone number. God damn. They actually were smart this time and not didn't give anyone a phone number. Smart. I wanted to fucking call them and order their two for one escorts. Two finest escorts. No talking. No talking. I want to hire two escorts to watch me eat dinner in complete silence. And I Well, I talk about how great Tess was. <laughs> and I'm and sitting there trying to eat a chicken sandwich with Mega Fighter talking my fucking ear off while these two escorts just look at us and they wonder why are we paying them? And we just go, just sit here. <laughs> just just sit talking here. To, just listen to us talk about Tess for like two hours and then you can get like <laughs> then you can you go can home. Get your money. <laughs> And we'll pay. Well, then we'll pay the guy. No, no sex. We'll, just test talk. We'll pay them to listen to Russell. <laughs> we got two. On, we got two. We got two members of the audience here. Two women we found. <laughs> found. Found. We totally didn't kidnap them. No, hey, of course hey, not. No, we, we paid. We paid. <laughs> found. Found. Spike Spike versus Booker T. Spike rolls him up. <laughs> uh, Michael T Michael Cole raises the very good question of why is Booker T staring at his hand? <laughs> Contemplate existence. Contemplate existence. Contemplate existence. Stare at hand. Spin a Rooney. <laughs> so after that, Jericho talks to Ric Flair in his office, and Ric Flair just happens to have a VHS player with a tape he made with like an edited montage of what uh, Chris Jericho did that Jericho last week. Then yeah, it's really overexposed. Yeah, every time he hit something, there was like a flash. And, and like, I was wondering, the, why does Ric Flair have this? Why does Ric Flair have this? Who did he? How much did he pay those two guys who made the video package? The last college night guy, for? the college, the guys who make his video packages, the two college guys that Ric Flair hires, and then skips out <laughs> on, skips town on when they need their money. <laughs> Yeah, so, Chris so yeah, Jericho's asking, like, why is this, you know, why do I have to wrestle this week? This isn't fair. I have a title match on No Way Out. 
And then Ric Flair just says, your punishment is that you you work on SmackDown. Well, I think it was like he, he kind of went like, ah, oh, you're not working tonight. You got the night off, I think. And I think it was um, either Jericho was, did have the night off, and then and then he didn't at some point. I forgot how it went. All I know yeah, is that it, it says, pretty much was like, it's like you have the oh, night yeah, off. The- now you don't have the night off. Your punishment is you have to be on SmackDown. <laughs> Basically. It loops back to Chris Jericho's punishment is that he has to work SmackDown. <laughs> oh man, now I gotta work SmackDown. <laughs> it's on the UPN. <laughs> it's on Tuesdays. So we uh, cut to the back and Billy and Chuck are chatting and they reveal that they got something for each other on Valentine's Day. And they hold it behind their backs and close their eyes and they reveal at the same time they both got the same box of chocolates. And fucking... And I just mentioned, that's tag team chemistry right there. That is tag team chemistry. <laughs> they know exactly what they want. <laughs> I wanted to make this comment about uh, Billy and Chuck. Billy and Chuck, every time you watch it, it makes you feel either one of two things when watch it. Either it makes you embarrassed because you realize how gay this is, or it makes you. It also makes you realize the fact that it it's a, it it's meant to be gay because they're because, because they're meant they're, to, they're meant to be of, because the whole thing is to make fun of gays and then you're like, God damn it! Well, those that's neither of the feelings I feel. I either have uh, pity for Chuck Palumbo and Billy Gunn. Or just sl- like slight disgust at all the gay jokes. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, these two, they still got each like, other. Like, not chocolate. enough to offend me, just enough to be annoying. <laughs> but I will say they, they aren't, they're not the worst. They're not like just really, really just hope, uh, that homophobic. It's not, it's, not, it's not at its worst yet, it's not as bad as it could be. Um, if I you, would say they're tr- they're trying to stick to the ambiguously gay duo thing. Yeah, there's there's enough ambiguity to it, and I actually. But I yeah, like they, playing I like playing into the ambiguity part of just like oh yeah they're doing stretches and like oh yeah they they're on the same wavelength when it comes to chocolates. Yeah, <laughs> nothing gay about it. I, I, I the, you could you could cut out any of the jokes and it would like yeah this is just a tag team. I had the really interesting thought of. of Maybe the whole uh, uh, the the theory of maybe the whole reason they 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 did the whole Billy and Chuck gimmick was it's like it was like WWF trying hard to make sure everybody know oh yeah wrestling is the most manly thing in existence even though even though a lot of what we do is very gay. I was gonna <laughs> say oh you think wrestling that. you think wrestling's gay? Well look at these two fairies. Or some shit like oh, that. Man. Yeah, we will talk about that. Yeah, we'll we talk about that. Part. But, but uh, first of all, No Way Out is live on webcast. <laughs> oh my god. I was going to bring up that uh, the APA were watching Billy oh, and yeah. Chuck. They were just watching Billy and Chuck and then like... Exchange chocolates. Exchange chocolates. And, and then like, I think it was like JBL be like, why the fuck did you not get me something for Valentine's Day, <laughs> Farouk? Yeah. Brook didn't get Bradshaw any chocolates. It's man, <laughs> like damn. Yeah, this is not a good tag team right this here. Is not right? A I was like, I was just joking. I wasn't actually gonna get to you. Another thing, I'm not like, I'm not like those two guys. 
Oh man, like, yeah, but it's like, man, for if you could have gotten like some bourbon soaked chocolates for Bradshaw, they got those right? soaked chocolate. <laughs> yeah, there's gotta be like chocolates that are like soaked in bourbon, right? Something like that, or whiskey. Bourbon soaked chocolate. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look it up now and see if it's actually. Chocolate. I think brandy's the one that goes with chocolate. I... Oh, brandy. I don't know why I don't know why he laughed at that. I don't know. I think I just the idea of that is like is he talking of like what I'm thinking of is those like bourbon mixed into like a chocolate thing. And I'm thinking Roxanne's thinking of like you soaked a Hershey bar in a barrel of whiskey for an hour. (laughs) 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 Because there is bourbon there's like bourbon flavor chocolate. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, I get some of those for Bradshaw. That's probably what I meant to say, but then my brain just went to soaked. <laughs> just soaked. Just pulls out a soaked bar of, like, Hershey's. <laughs> he has, he Here has, you go. He has, he has Stone Cold come over, over, over with the Steve Weiss and his poor beer. <laughs> so, um, after No Way Out is on live webcast this week, Billy and Chuck come out and they got the new theme song. You look so so good to me. And they use all of last week's fucking pose down to make a new Titantron. They use the pose down footage of the Titantron. They're facing the APA. Which and uh, this is a very standard match from what I recall. Just a very basic tag team match. Um I do gotta say though, two words. Loaded chocolate. (laughs) The weighted chocolates, yes. The weighted chocolates. One of the candy boxes had a fucking, like, a five-pound dumbbell in it. Yeah. And and just, like, gets... I think, like, Chuck just clobbers a fucker with it for the win. I think he hit, like... I like that. That was a really clever... It was very nice. And, by the way, they both thought of that. They They are in sync with each other. Yes, they are, like, two sides of a glove. They both thought, I'm going to get the other one chocolates. And also, there's a weight hidden in them. Yeah. So not only can I eat chocolate, I can also hit a guy and win. <laughs> yeah. And it, did, and it doesn't also... matter which box of chocolates you get because they thought of the same thing. <laughs> I, can, I can eat chocolates while doing curls. <laughs> Stone Cold's here with his wife. <laughs> Stone Cold's here with his wife because it's Valentine's Day. Then he and... comes to the ring without his wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, as soon as I saw her as a wife, I, I immediately got worried that like she's gonna. She's. We thought we were gonna get into some petty shit with Stephanie again, but no. Or thank or, you. or just more awful Deborah talking. But thank God, no. My name is Stone Cold Steve Austin, and I'm a drug addict. <laughs> Why did I put Kurt Angle in my notes? I meant to put Steve Austin. Don't yes, you mean, uh, Kurt I, I, Angle. Don't you mean alcoholic? <laughs> I no, am an addict. I uh, am stone cold and I'm an addict. I need crack. What? Meth. What? Heroin. What? DMT. LSD. What? LSD. What? Ketamine. What? Jacob. What? Whippets. <laughs> what? Vicodin. What? What? <laughs> Opium. What? <laughs> there any narcotics as we can. There are various drugs. Crocodile. What? 
But yeah, I've he's seen him he's medicine. What? What? He's he's addicted to whooping ass or whatever. He's addicted to the ass. belt. Oh yeah, to the belt. He wants that belt. He wants to grind it up and shoot it into his fucking veins. What? And he said he. You mentioned like he makes like a reference to something. He wants it. He needs it. He he's got to have it. Yeah, it was the the fucking no. I think it was like. I think it's like love it, need it, and gotta have it, which is the fucking sizes of ice cream at the Cold Stone Creamery. <laughs> ah, <laughs> wonderful! Cold Stone, Steve Austin. Cold Stone, Steve Austin. Cold Stones. So Stone Cold is gonna get high on whooping ass, and he's going to teach the crowd how to do a stunner on Chris Jericho, and promises to put a little stink on it. Put a little stink on it. Put a little stink. He says it like five fucking times. Andrew, I'm not going to before the before my watch. And no way out. I can't find my wife. <laughs> I don't know where she is. She just disappeared to the back. She might be on the other side of Gorilla, but I'm going to go in the back and put a little stink on it. Ah, oh, Jesus! Oh. You're the yeah, one who made, made the joke about how she had to no, she had to go do her shut, makeup. Shut, shut, shut. <laughs> we don't talk about that. I, I will. No. Domestic abuse. No. It's Stop. true. It's damn true. <laughs> this is not the time for bestiality sex either. What the hell is wrong with the both of you? Anyway, hello, ladies. Hello, it's Val Venustein's day. It's Val Venustein's day, and he'll need to take off his towel. So he, he calls out plant. to a plant, and he calls out to the plant the same way he called out to the plant last time. You know, the one with the, uh, uh, and, uh, and, uh. Yeah, I, I get what one of them is, the, the, the uh, uh, is supposed to be. It's obviously boobs, but I'm not sure what the other one is. Yeah. Maybe ass. <laughs> like... He'll need, like, he's going to take off his own towel. And then he just says in the weirdest voice, I have a heart on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, I like, the pun is he has, like, a little heart underneath his, like, he has towel. He a heart on his trunk. <laughs> but I just thought, I have a heart on. <laughs> I was genuinely, like, it's gonna, he's gonna take off his towel and there's just gonna be just, like, a raging erection underneath. <laughs> Rock hard. <laughs> There's just gonna be a, this giant pr protrusion sticking out of the like the like truck. one of those fucking props from like uh, what was that movie with fucking uh, Mark Wahlberg in it? Uh the one where he's wait, a porn star. Uh, Boogie Nights. Yeah, just like he's got the Boogie Nights like penis prop on or something. I got a hard on. <laughs> So Valvina says, I took my sticking out of his trunks. So he takes his <laughs> towel off and hands it to her, and then says, I gave you Mattel, so you got to take something off. So she takes her top off, and uh, the uh, king comes. <laughs> just, he, just, <laughs> yes. he just comes. You know, yeah, and then they do the makeout spot with Valvina. Then they cast, the and then William Regal comes out. Also, also, what's this? I gave you my towel, so you had to take off your top. It's like this is a Mardi Gras Val. It's <laughs> not how this works. And then we cut right into William Regal versus Val Venus with the note I have on here. That was fast. Yeah, he just nails him with the brass knuckles and wins. 
Which he pulls out of the ring apron. As he walks up the ranch, as he walks up the ramp, Coachman just shows up to talk to him from nowhere. Yes. It starts asking asking about Edge, and then he get, immediately gets sogged. And then Edge just shows up. And, like, the commentary gives Regal shit for, like, hitting Coachman. But it's like, Rock's friend to do worse to him before on several occasions. Yes. Me and Megafighter are having this conversation about uh, about the brass knuckles and and, his, and Megafighter's consistent theory of that he's paying off people like refs or someone to hide the brass. Knuckles. Like the ring, have gotten under the rent under he's, the apron. He's he's uh he's paying off the ring rats to like when they're yeah, setting up I, the ring, put the I brass knuckles somewhere. The, po- the ring rats really made the point. The only problem, yeah, like the roadies. Oh, the roadies. I immediately made the point that. There's a big problem with that is that in a lot of states, brass knuckles are illegal. He's a heel. Doesn't matter. I know. Well, it's just it's there's a lot that you have to contemplate with the with the power of the punch. Like, how does he get them into the arena? Does he have to buy them locally? How does he how does he get them across customs? Yeah. Or, Or well, I mean, to be fair. There is one aspect is like they're not always flying every time they a lot of the, a lot of their traveling is done on the road, so there is possibility that he could get him through get him through just just by car. But then, but then you would think that you know if if they're going the minute they go into the building, security is going to pat him down and they're going to find it. Yeah, does he have to pay off uh, OVW security to get him through? I will always refer to event security as OVW security unless I can tell otherwise. So Jericho just sort of shows up in a room with Stone Cold's beers just sitting around. And unfortunately he is he has not been wearing his ska outfit this week. He is wearing like these weird stars. Yeah, he's wearing weird star pants and like a star. So he jacket. opens one of the beers and Stone Cold immediately confronts him. Like if you're touching the thermostat and your dad arrives, <laughs> yes. Who's touching who the thermostat? <laughs> he's got the he's got the implant in his brain. Whenever someone opens a Steve Weiser, every every Austin in the neighborhood has one. <laughs> you want some beer, Chris? You want some bubbly, Chris? You want a little bit of the bubbly, Chris? What? What? So yeah. What? Uh, oh my God, <laughs> that would be an amazing if if. You, know, you want a little brother bubbly for first? And he goes, I didn't admit to the bubbly. <laughs> it's, it's just that little bit of like future foreshadowing. But uh, it would have been amazing if they did it. Yeah. Oh, man. Stone uh, Cold but... swats the beer the way the moment Jericho tries to drink it and says, Anytime I want you, you're mine. Anytime, anywhere, you're mine. You are mine whenever I want you to be mine. It's it, it's like, and they are really close to each other. Yeah, they're like rubbing nose tips. It, Jericho's like backed up against the wall. They are nose to nose. This is somehow gayer. I want Stone Cold puts his hand against the wall near his head and just goes, you're going out with me. <laughs> Boys, <laughs> locker Boys locker room. You, me, and a couple of Steve Weisers be there. <laughs> It's it's it is it is, and then intense. Jericho's like, you 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 brought your wife, my bitch this is, is a wife. This isn't the, is the, is the, is the type of segment a segment 
that in the future in the future once once you get once you get sites like you know fanfiction.com and stuff somebody's gonna write fanfiction about this shit fanfiction not now i think might have been the thing in 2002 but it was just not big yet but there I, there has to be like fucking Austin Jericho. I think they literally Jericho. show a little bit later on Jericho walking down the hallway next to like some packages and then just Stone Cold <laughs> is standing in one of them looking at him. <laughs> really <laughs> weird. Like, you, me, oh, I, boys I was, locker I room. Saying, I, was, I got lagged out again. I was saying that like that whole that whole segment with him in the in the room is like that's the kind of thing where it like in the future i could totally see some some, some girls yeah writing fan fiction i said there's probably austin jericho stuff on ao free right now there has to be so uh the dudleys come in to talk to rick flair who's just wearing a white turtleneck for some reason yes (laughs) that was weird christian runs in and shits himself (laughs) i don't know Christian acts like a big man baby throughout this, and it's like, may, 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 because him and Lance Storm are also arguing for a title shot. So, Ric Flair decides, fuck it, all the tag teams are going to get a number one contendership against the the tag team championships, because for some reason, Test and (laughs) Booker T were the number one contenders. Dudleys were coming in to argue, why do Booker T and Test, who have only been like a team since like a week a week are getting a title shot immediately and we're the fucking well, five-time tag team fair, champions how long, how long have been christian and lance storm been a team probably longer than booker t and test at this point we saw them we saw them hanging out they're they're part of they're part of chris jericho's canadian october thanksgiving they've been they've been a team for a while now yes okay <laughs> the, the jera friends have been around at least since january yes we have been keeping track of this stuff. But yeah, Ric Flair suggests a tag team turmoil for the number one contendership with just all the tag teams he could think of in it. It's like it's like the Dudleys, the APA, Billy and Chuck, and Lance Storm and Chris Je- Christian. And if they win, they get to be in a triple threat at No Way Out. Or at WrestleMania. Or at WrestleMania. They get, oh, they get a shot at WrestleMania? Okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this tag team. Oh, and the Hardy Boys. Also, the Hardy Boys. Oh, the Hardy Boys. That's right. It was the Hardy Boys. This Maybe following match. That was sort of like the surprise, the the surprise tag team entrant. Oh yeah, it was the, oh, tag the Hardys are coming back. Oh, the Hardys right. are coming back. Anyway, Tajiri comes out. This match is sponsored by Blockbuster and Taco Bell. Ah, <laughs> uh, Blockbuster, the place I unfortunately got fired from. I I spent my whole childhood going to Blockbuster. Like every time I got money, I got some fucking shit from Blockbuster. I Do you know how I much I played, like, NASCAR? Like, let me look at the exact name. I think it's, like, NASCAR 07 Total Team Control. I fucking loved that game. It's, oh, it's NASCAR 06 Total Team Control. I wrote Total Team Cock. Uh, <laughs> I will say it was, I, I it was re- the version of NASCAR where you could switch between racers in real time, and I was a fucking mark, and I shit myself on that gimmick. I'm like, oh my god, I can switch. Oh my god. <laughs> I will say I mostly enjoyed working at Blockbuster. Uh, part of the reason I got fired was because the the assistant manager was an asshole. You know. Yes, you do. 
Uh, but yeah, we got Goldust versus Tajiri. I forgot to mention that Tori Wilson was in this match. I think, yeah, no, she was still in the match. She was out of ringside for Tajiri. What I remember from this match was like at one point, uh, Goldust sets he sets Tajiri up for the Shadow Dreams, and I swear to God, Tajiri starts like yelling. Oh no, my boss! Like it was yeah, it was like a yell of like fear for his testicles. Like, I fear like, for ah! my boss. <laughs> I fear for it's my like boss. That, it's, like that, it's like when it's like when any Japanese man screams. It's like ah. So the reason why Tori is out there besides just being with Tajiri for some reason is after Goldust wins with a curtain call and a weird spinning pin. Yes. Where like, where like he Thank spins you. him on the ground while he's pinning him. Right. Goldust that is sort weird. of like gets uncomfortably close to, to fucking Tori and like grabs her leg and then RVG runs in. I I put down Goldust testing a foot fetish gimmick question mark. Oh yeah, he grabbed her foot. Yeah, he grabbed like I think either she went to kick him or she or he just instinctively grabbed her leg. And it was very <laughs> weird and awkward. Maybe he wasn't gonna do the golden golds to her. The the shattered dreams. I don't know how effective that would be. Probably actually pretty effective, but Yeah, anyway. Stone Cold wants some sex after RVD prevents a weird sexual assault. Then it's Y2J uh, versus Kane. We need to we need to mention the screen cap on RVD's freeze frame face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there was like it freeze framed on his face for like the recap and it just <laughs> weird. But yes, Chris Jericho versus Kane, the match that Ric Flair punished him with. Yes, you you have to work SmackDown. <laughs> you have to work SmackDown. And the only thing we could think about when this match came on, Kane's making his entrance, and fucking Jerry Lawler calls him the big red retard, and me and Allie are in shock for the rest of the fucking match. Yeah, he called him the big red retard, and I swore to God, that was exactly what I heard. And then we went back and checked, and yes. He did. He called him and, that. <laughs> and we're just like, Jerry Lawler, I'm about to get fucking canceled right here. Like, I missed God. that. So when I, I decided to go and watch that again, just to, to just, it's like one of those things when I, it's not like I didn't believe, uh, I was like, it was he like. Wanted, he wanted to confirm. Yeah. Like, it's like. I'm sure I wasn't like calling. It's like you guys. I don't think you guys are lying. It's just like I have to hear this myself. Yeah, because it's so it's it, it's one of those uh, so outrageous. Like when you hear, it, it's like there's still that part of you that like go. That did can't he be really no say way. that? No way did he do that? And then it's like, oh my god, he did. <laughs> like, holy shit. Yes. I mean, I know we were like two or three years removed it's from Robert to smoke. telling us that, that this shit's not okay, but yeah. It's, uh, it's gay to smoke. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm about to tell uh, uh, you uh, everyone at Rossipoise a little personal story. When I was very young, I I was Were um, you Kane? I was a very <laughs> weird kid doing oh. weird things because I didn't know any better. I did, I just being of the autistic spectrum, no one ever taught me like social norms and like what was a p- 
appropriate uh, appropriate to do socially essentially so i did a, a lot of things that people looked at me and and you know and i was essentially because of my my um behavior i got called retard a lot when i was in school for a long time uh. so yeah just hearing that just is that 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 make that kind of makes me think about it sometimes. I was and gonna say, I, um, I, we we do have. Would, oh, sorry. We do have a lot of weird habits as a kid. Like the reason why I did weird shit wasn't because I was autistic. It was because no one was going to stop me, and it usually meant that I was going to hurt myself in a few minutes. <laughs> and they were usually right. <laughs> well, I don't like, know why I had this no thing. One was going to stop me, like. <laughs> Like, they feared my power. They feared my power. No, no, like, here's some examples from my childhood. I would play with a steel cable, not realizing it's a steel fucking cable, and if I bent it wrong, it would slap me in the goddamn face, and it did. Or when I made a fort out of, like, pieces of wood and, like, a top of an old truck, and I climbed on top of it one day to declare myself king of the fort. Don't ask, I was nine. And I sliced my entire arm open on a rusty nail. <laughs> no one was going to stop me from hurting myself. <laughs> the the things I remember specifically is wanting to record myself all the time, like on a tape recorder. I even brought the tape recorder to school with me. I could see myself doing that weirdly. I don't know. I'm kind of. Um, I have obsessions with random like, shit sometimes. I, I don't. I, I think I've told you this before. I'm like weirdly obsessed with the sound of my own voice. We know. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Sally. You told me so many times of how much you watched our old show. <laughs> yeah. I keep going I keep going back to it just And then I don't know why. You, hearing you why. nostalgic for it, even though I'm ashamed of most of the shit I did. <laughs> and now we're doing something else. <laughs> yeah. Or, or um I used to a lot of uh, when I was growing up, a lot of the houses around our block were still uh, uh, there. There weren't as many houses initially, and there were new ones being built. So I would run in the houses as they would be being uh, as they were still being un under construction. There would there would be no one there, but I would like pull out nails. Is that? And <laughs> it just all sounds like that. shit. I would do. <laughs> Like I said, it's not because I was being weird or anything. It was just no one told me I couldn't. <laughs> so I would and, just go and do it. And then I'd fucking fall and walk home crying and go. And I remember some really dumb shit that I did that got me in trouble. Like, Dad, I knocked I, my teeth out riding a shopping cart down a hill. <laughs> Help me. Like I, like I poured some kind of like, like material that like a, a, a kin... I also used to um, cover my hands in glue because I liked when it dried and I could peel it off. Oh, I was saying, I was saying, I I, I poured like essentially almost like comet or something into a hair dryer one time, and that fucked it up. Okay, that's a little weird. <laughs> uh, another time, I uh, I tried to in I I took out the part of the floppy drive that's actually floppy and and actually floppy whoppy it, tried to. And tried to insert it into the drive, and it got stuck. Oh no! 
Or um, I think I did. The, I remember. I, think I did the same to, thing to our CD player. I remember one time um, I was singing to Michael Jackson when I was like four with my sisters, and I got really excited because I wanted to sing the chorus of "Beat It." So I grabbed my sister's hair curler by the heat, by the hot part, <laughs> and oh, no. and just screamed in pain. <laughs> oh, another. Uh, before we, one another quick memory I just thought of is my my mom used to think I was dancing when I would listen to uh, like records as a kid, but uh, uh, but no. That's not exactly what I was doing. I would spin it around in a circle because I was trying to pretend I was the record. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to the fact that this is a Chris Jericho versus K match, which, if I recall, ends with an Austin run-in. Uh, yes. Actually, J- Jericho DQs himself by nailing Kane with the belt. And then, and then Austin runs. Boys Locker <laughs> Boys Locker Room, Jericho. Be there. Undertaker. At this point, uh, and at this point, I'm. Uh, I know. Uh, I, I know that the police, uh, like police, is uh, is uh, you know, not uh, is never consistent in terms of effectiveness on on a wrestling show. But I yeah. just. Uh, but that's my first thought. It's like Jericho, call the police. So yeah, Undertaker shows up to talk with Stephanie and Vince. I think he talks about how nice it is that The Rock's not there this week, and then respect, and then I want to face him in No Way Out. And then they just show the whole card of No Way Out. <laughs> uh, WFNoWayOut.com does not redirect. Yeah, they just showed the whole thing of, like, No Way Out, because no, no one knew what the fucking card was. <laughs> so... <laughs> then we have... Oh, by the way, we forgot something in the opening McMahon segment. McMahon wanted to set up a match for Triple H so that his boys can beat him up for him. And he yeah. mentioned, like, you know, let's have Taker and Kurt Angle against Triple H and uh, Maven, I guess. <laughs> Just like, eh, fuck it, Maven. And that's why Maven's in the main event. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he, he is, he's there, and he's Maven. I- there's some there's some promo stuff. All I've got is like at some point like like Undertaker promises Steph, hey, any body part you want off of Triple H, we'll bring it to you. And like then he's like, take his heart out. And it's like I put down Kalima it is Steph. Kalima. <laughs> Kalima. So Kalima. I don't know why I have this weird obsession with Maven. Like I was intently watching this main event when I usually zone out around now because I wanted to like assess Maven's skill level by sort of observing him. We wanted to study Maven to understand like how good is Maven? (laughs) Why did Maven fail? And it really does feel like he got booked way too high, way too fast. His selling was good. He, He knew how to sell. He could take moves. Sometimes he'd be out of place for spots, but even the veterans do that some fucking time, so I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. He had, the fundam- I... he basically- he he had, had a, si- a sick spinning wheel kick at one point, and then a drop kick. Yeah. And, then his, and then his nice drop kick. He does have really good fundamentals. He, he's it's not just... that big, but he's got like this snappiness to him that I really like, that he, you know, he can 
just break out into a dash when he wants to. He's really mobile. But not like a luchador mobile, just like he can get up to speed really quickly. Yeah. And he can hit really fast. So he's he can do these like sudden explosive comebacks. And I think that's great. <laughs> but they booked him like shit. <laughs> it's just they put him in they put him with a whole bunch of main eventers. So all of his like So he stunk out the place just because he's around a bunch of veterans and just doesn't have the time to look good. <laughs> He doesn't have the seasoning necessary to stand with these guys. He's just come out of the fucking oven. Yeah, and they're already announcing the second season, so he just sort of feels like yesterday's news already. Like, yeah, that's he, also the thing. He won, and now the next season. <laughs> it's like He's the champion of the first Tough Enough, but who cares? The second one's getting set up. Just There's too little time between both Tough Enoughs, and I really feel like Maven would have benefited from like a short OVW run, <laughs> or maybe, or maybe run. just work heat, work heat for a while, just so you can work get the, heat. so you can get the like the green out of him. Get him on TV through heat, so that way, like, you just can have build him fight, up. just no. have him like fight Al Snow and Stephen Richards all week or something. <laughs> just heat guys. <laughs> Something, you know, but not immediately shove him in the main event because then he becomes exposed against like, oh, well, look at all these guys who are like main eventers. And then you got this. Like, I'm not even saying he's a future champion because that's a little overselling, but I do think he would have made it like a good U.S. champ. He could have been a good U.S. champ when that started up, when the brand split kicked in. Yeah. I, it, I just it, feel like they blew like they just ran out of ideas the moment he showed up on TV. <laughs> it, it's. I I was saw, I mentioned to Megafighter that it seemed like they it's like they weirdly because for some reason uh, in this first season it's like they had to justify the fact uh, somehow because he won because he won now he uh, like yeah the promise to... is you'll be a WWF superstar and it's like well now we gotta just feature it's, him a lot it's like they had to justify the purpose of, uh, uh, why they had the tough enough show in the first place by putting him in that in that position like it's like the reward isn't the getting a job it's the like we're gonna fast track you to the upper card even though you're really not ready for it <laughs> Well, yeah, it, it, I mean, it's it is something they did. They kind of talked about, uh, uh, like what, what that that in, that uh, that one thing when Triple H came and visited them all, and he and he was like, "Like you guys are on the fast track." Yeah. So but, I yeah, just I, I feel the like they the they only time they did it right was with John Morrison, who after winning just took a couple years off TV and then just showed up as Johnny Nitro one week. And they yeah. put him with a slightly older guy, uh, Joey Mercury. Yeah, they put him with like a more experienced dude to help him out. Yeah, and it worked, and they had a decent tag team run, and his face exploded at some point. <laughs> but, yes. <laughs> Not John Morrison, the other guy. Uh, Joey Mercury. His face Joey exploded. Mercury, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, his face exploded, yes. Oh, fuck, I forgot about my... At some point... Uh... Jerry Lawler refers to somebody as a one-hit wonder. I yes. think Maven. Yes. And he calls and he says like Millie Vanilli, but it's like that's not. They weren't. King. A, yeah. They weren't one-hit wonders. They were, they were popular, frauds. but they were frauds. 
They had multiple hits. They, None they, of which they actually sang. There was a band that felt like they didn't have the star appeal, so they hired two hot guys. And that's how Millie Vanilli was born. But they Just, weren't look at these wonders. look at these hot guys. Now let's have them sing our like radio friendly R and B music. Yeah. <laughs> I got I got so upset that I think it took me out of the match for a while. Millie Vanilli? Like, <laughs> because like I know one hit wonders. You could have named so many other choices at that point. You could have you could have gone after Crazy Town at this point. So Maven but, gets last righted through a through the fucking announce table and he's just out <laughs> for the rest of the match. After about twelve minutes of wrestling, Angle DQs himself with a chair. <laughs> Oh yeah, Maven disappeared twice. He disappeared after a spot where he got thrown into the stairs, and then he got fucking last righted through an announce table. <laughs> so after Angle DQs himself, Ric Flair runs in, and uh, Undertaker hits him with a really weird big boot that looked like he was gonna fall over. <laughs> Stephanie announces that for his match at No Way Out, she is the special guest referee. Hello? Yeah, sorry, sorry. I because I, I zoned out in part because I don't get think your I was shit, even really... Get your shit together, Drew. Uh, anyway. Get your shit together, Jake. I'm announcing the show! <laughs> I'm doing my job! <laughs> this is what we're doing! Sorry, I zoned out in part because I just barely remember Stop the Stop thinking about feet, you weird fuck! <laughs> I'm not gold, that's what are you talking about? Anyway. Big boot to Flair. Stephanie's the Big guest ref. Stephanie will be the guest ref, yes. SmackDown's over. SmackDown's over. Thirst this count 19. Two gay jokes. Four Maven appearances ding. <laughs> All right. I, I just want to know, I have the a thought about what the, the problem of Tough Enough is. Is It's like the, the idea behind it seems good. It, it's like... It would it would work better if it was like in isolation and not attached to, to WWE, or if it was like, uh, like this is we're going to where this is if you that um that tough enough is just like the initial training grounds before you jump in and in, into like like more of a behind the scenes thing than a contest. Yeah, like a yeah, it shouldn't have. Never, I think that was the problem. It should have never been like a contest. That's that's also well. Kind of here's the, the thing: they were kind of in the reality show boom, and WWE wanted in on that. Yeah, but it was this kind of thing where, like, I feel like they shot themselves in the foot because they have to do the whole like, oh, you're eliminated this week thing, and you can't yeah. do that with a documentary. <laughs> yeah, they they played on the tropes of of like real world. They really survivor. wanted to be survivor. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. Survivor getting hazed by Bradshaw. <laughs> <laughs> Survivor getting hazed by Bob Holly edition. Oh my god! Uh, well, that that uh, um that actually happened. <laughs> yeah, that's the joke. Uh, okay. 
<laughs> Except they're on an island. Getting <laughs> hit <laughs> by Bob Holly on an island. You're just in. You're just in on an indescript island, trying to survive, and you're like gathering coconuts from a tree and like and sharpening a rock to make. It's you. And then I know, no, you're like harvesting coconuts from a tree. You're sharpening a rock to make a spear so you can go spear fishing. And then just Bob Holly will just walk up and potato you on everyone. They have to, they have to, they have to, come here, green horn. They have to forage for the supplies for making the ring from everything that's there on the island. I'm going to kick you in the nuts, you little fucker. Come here. Ah. The first thing okay. we do, everyone, is we got to make a ring for y'all. <laughs> if you can get off the I island, not help us survive. It's not going to. If you could get you off the anyway. if you could get off the island, you get a hundred thousand dollars, and you get to wrestle on WWE. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of you will die. <laughs> we'll get your ass kicked by Bob Holly. You'll get the stepped by Bob Holly while you're trying to make a hammock. <laughs> the rest of you will be left uh, will left on the island. Selma moves. Picked up by a uh, by a random coast guard. Selma moves. Selma moves. I'm trying to build a raft. Selma moves. <laughs> so, who who really wins out this week in terms of like the show? SmackDown because it didn't have the fucking wedding on it. That's true. Fair. Yeah. But honestly, otherwise, surprisingly, for well, okay, these shows kind of sucked because these shows sucked. They're <laughs> sucked, but they were at least an entertaining. We're like o for two on good, like go home weeks. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing: I feel like this was at least entertaining in a weird way. Like they did shit. There were people that we hadn't seen in a while. Kurt Hennig showed up, I guess. Yeah, he's he's there. He cheated at chess. What the fuck? Uh, let's let's move on to the awards. Awards. Week. Uh, it was tough. There was we didn't not have, a... Like, a lot of strong performances. Um, yeah, because almost every match ended in like a beatdown. <laughs> so I went with Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. Uh, like the fuck, I don't fuck it. I don't know if I, my voice cracked there. I don't know if like Kurt Angle did anything besides like wrestle that one match this week. Yeah, that's hard to put him as MVP. Honestly, I don't really think he gets MVP for like showing up like once. <laughs> okay, like, well, he showed up twice. He did. He did the Godfather match, and he did the fucking the ta- the main event tag match. Main event tag match. Also, he was in like the uh, the backstage segment with Stephanie, Vince, and Undertaker. I'm gonna say my MVP is uh... shit. <laughs> no, I <laughs> mean really, see how it's hard. So you kind of had to go with Kurt Angle almost instinctively. My MVP's Maven. Fuck you. <laughs> Fine, <laughs> whatever. Fine, I'm sticking with Kurt Angle. You know what my underrated is, Christian. <laughs> Christian, I agree. Yeah, I, I would go with Christian, too. He was really entertaining this week. Yes. He was very entertaining, and I appreciated all of it, even if it wasn't in a wrestling capacity. Our Y segment of the week, as you could probably have guessed by how we've talked about it, the fucking Val Renewal wedding segment. That is some that sports for- entertainment bullshit. It went on for half an hour. <laughs> it went on for too long. 
That only yeah. needed to be like 15 minutes at best. We didn't need the song. It wasn't. It, it, it took the main event away. <laughs> uh, sign of the night. Sign of the week. Uh, somewhere in SmackDown, someone put the sign "Got Baby," and I just laughed at that. <laughs> Got Baby. Because it's so. Like, I get that it's supposed to be about the fact that Stephanie faked having a baby or being pregnant, and <laughs> I don't know. It just sort of now just became like a weird esoteric, like, got baby. Got pregnant. Yeah, I, 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 I am. Got I, pregnant. I pointed out that there was a lot of uh, signs in the audience that had, like, game over Stephanie, and I was like, those have to be plants, because how would they know that? Like, it's just, it, there's so many. There were so many, got like, game over Stephanie signs. The signs kind of blended together into a mass, and I couldn't really yeah. find anything that, like, stuck out to me. That's why I was glad I found Got Baby. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, but yeah, this this was a uh, week of entertaining crap. Yeah, this was entertaining crap. I really hope that uh, No Way Out is entertaining, because that is our next review. It's open. Our, our would, second pay-per-view review. If you don't that, count, like, so let me tell you about. One of the things I wish they would do on go home shows is like go home showcase talent that that, <laughs> that, that they would go that that would go home. <laughs> Actually, go home. Go home. <laughs> um, is either either just not do a show for a week, just let the everyone kind of rest before the pay-per-view. Do like or, a recap or something, or like a highlight package. Uh, yeah, Ooh, all recap. those those Ooh, are uh, episodes. Yeah, sometimes a lot of people get disappointed when they do those. Uh, sometimes, but at the same time, but uh, but I do wish that like they would showcase their other wrestlers that are aren't gonna wrestle on the show. A couple of the lower card talent. <laughs> I was gonna say, you know what I would do as a go home show? Weirdly, <laughs> just a a big episode of heat. <laughs> like a two-hour heat. <laughs> two-hour heat. At With... the same time, though, my thought was maybe they didn't... I mean, this was 2002. Maybe their roster wasn't deep enough to justify that. They, they just got. WCW. They just bought WCW and ECW and folded. They, they had plenty. Okay. They have so many guys. And they I know so that many... Eddie Guerrero got fired in 2002 and he comes back later. But even then... Chris Benoit was out on injury as well. But even then, they have so many people. I dropped something. Awesome. <laughs> All right. So I think we're we're, we're done. We're um, done. I believe we're done. Yeah. You can follow Rassle Boys on Twitter, Anchor, or support them. Them support, support us. Support them. Support support those guys, not us. <laughs> support us on Twitter at Rass with at Rassle Boys on Spotify. Rassle Boys. Um, w r a s s l e boys. In support case you weren't some sure, other show that isn't us. No. <laughs> Fucking support, support OSW reviews, not Russell Voice. Support them instead. <laughs> I don't think Aloha Arn is funny. Fight me. <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna eventually start an like a feud with OSW <laughs> where they don't even know we're feuding with them. <laughs> We try the fucking, uh, we try the DX invasion thing, and it's like, we're not even in a place. <laughs> this doesn't work. You can't just send me JPEGs of tanks. You can't just, you can't just do that. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, we're also on Anchor. If we get enough of a small following, I might set up a Patreon of some sorts. But that is later on. We'll see you sometime. We're also on YouTube. We're also on YouTube. Uh, and just, other places just search that Ras- aren't just iTunes. Search, just search Rasa <laughs> I got on other places that aren't iTunes. Yes, other places that aren't iTunes because iTunes wants you to upload them separately, and I don't feel like doing it. <laughs> My throat hurts. <laughs> Uh, yep. So that'll uh, that'll be as we always say here on Rassle Boys. Go home. Go home, show. Go home. <laughs>